We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my dear one, my soul sibling. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of my day here today on Journey to Center. So this is what I believe. Every single one of us has an important purpose and valuable gifts. And I think until we know what our contribution is or why we're here, we suffer. So now what if I was to tell you, you are the one that the earth has been waiting for? What if I were to tell you, you are the wise one, you are a master teacher, and you are an important part of this planet's destiny? How does that make you feel? So if you're ready to say yes, If you're ready to say yes to your power, purpose, potential, if you're ready to transcend the drama of this world and be the change you want to see, if you're ready to step more fully into the truth of who you are, but also feel like you could use a bit of clarity and guidance, that is the purpose and intention of this show today. We are here with Carrie Hummingbird. She is a soul guide and a channel of an embodiment of White Eagle, an ascended master who specializes in rainbow light activation of human DNA. Carrie has served as a social activist, leader, and philanthropist for over three years. She is the founder of the Skills Not Pills movement and the host of Soul Nectar Show. Ms. Hummingbird inspires people to lead their lives wide awake with authenticity, passion, and purpose, which in turn naturally and positively impacts others. Carrie catalyzes mind shifts that transform life challenges into gifts of wisdom with her Reinvent Yourself programs for individuals and groups. She is the author of the award-winning best-selling book, Awakening to Me, One Woman's Journey to Self-Love, which describes the early years of her spiritual awakening and her new book, the one we're talking about today, the international bestseller, The Second Wave, Transcending the Human Drama. So Carrie, thank you for saying yes to a second conversation with us here today on Empower Radio. Oh, Tammy, thank you so much for having me back. I really um, am glad to be here and really enjoying our conversations together. Yes, it's really fun. It feels like a tennis match or something. There's a lot going on and it's just a blast. (laughs) It's a blast to be talking to someone who's so wide awake. (laughs) It's fun. It is wide awake. So you talk about something that I love in your book and I hadn't heard it put just like this. You talk about walking the way of beauty, walking the way of beauty. What does that mean? You know, this is a teaching I received from studying with some indigenous lineages. And the beauty way is really walking in harmony, walking step in step with all of consciousness on earth as your ally, as something teaching you, as, um, you know, medicine for your soul, walking step and step with all of life on earth and you being integrated and part of that experience, you know, breathing in the trees, breathing in the stones, realizing that all of life is, is here to just celebrate you and teach you and guide you and, and show you and help you discover yourself and help you discover new things. Like this is why we're here. And so when we can see the beauty and everything around us, even in, you know, the wilty parts of your life that you think, <laughs> man, this thing sucks. I hate this. You know, I'm so frustrated by this thing and you get all crunchy and stuck on it and like, mm-hmm. ooh, it hurts. And it's like, you know, even that 
even that has its beauty. Even that has its um, release. You know, this it's like because of that contraction, because of that prickliness, because of that ickiness, there's something in there that then it combusts open. It's sort of like nature's always mulching itself. You know, it's always mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. these processes. And when we embrace the full cycle, you know, when we can embrace like the spring and the beautiful seeds and they're growing and we love that part. And then we're in summer and we're in bloom and we love that part. And then we start to go into fall and we're like, wait a second, <laughs> I didn't want this part. And then we go into winter and we're like, I hate this part, but we can really enjoy that part. We can, we can shift our lens and we can go, oh, wow, I get to release everything I created. I get to, to mulch it. I get to, to say, okay, well, that was fun. And I get to bring it to closure and I get to hibernate and be in a void and be in a not knowing and and see what comes up in the next spring so we can just embrace the whole process and that's really what walking the beauty way is all about from an indigenous perspective i think it's very wise i think it is very wise and and um as i was reading about it in your book what what comes forward for me is that uh knowing that the truth and the essence of each one of us is beauty and to be able to um relax into that space inside of ourselves, despite what's going on outside of ourselves. I feel like that's like sitting by this really beautiful, warm fire. And yeah, maybe there's icky things happening outside, out there in the, the storm of, of the world and life. But there is a place inside of us that we can um, experience some um, respite and nurturing and peace and silence. And, and uh, I say, um, marinate in that, marinate and meditate rather than medicate. And you say skills, not pills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marinate rather than medicate. I love that. Yeah, I just think you're missing out. You know, I mean, I, I did it too. So I don't want to judge anybody who's taking those pills. I, I really don't want to judge it because I did it. I did it for 20, I did too. I did 15 too. years. You know, I took the, the pills to help me not feel anything because I was told that feeling things was bad, you know, somehow like disturbing mm -hmm. for other people. And I now feel like the feeling is actually the thing, like feeling my feelings, realizing that they're there to teach me something or that there's an aspect of myself that's talking to me or my body is talking to me. It's trying to tell me something. Mm -hmm. And if I listen to that feeling in my body or I listen to that emotion, what I find is something that reveals itself to me even deeper about myself. So for me, it's a journey in the center, like you talk about in the show, is it helps me to go deeper within myself to know myself better. So why would I want to cut that off. I mean, it's like if a, if a three-year-old child is crying inside of me, just so afraid, why do I want to take a pill to shut her up? I don't want to take a pill to shut her up. I want to hear what she has got to say to me. That's so true. You know, I thought my, uh, a lot of my feelings were the enemy because I felt so depressed and anxious and yeah, you want to get rid of that, but you kind of have to go through it to get to the other side is what I've learned. Yeah, there's no avoiding the feeling because I, I don't know about you, but I took those pills for like, what, 13 years. And every time I started to try to go off of those pills, I'd start crying again. And I'd be like, oh, mm -hmm. I can't go off the no, pills because they because mm -hmm. I cry. And I finally, I just said, you know what, I'm getting off of these pills. And I, I did it in conjunction with going to energy medicine school, which helped me relieve some of the pressure of the burden of those emotional experiences. But what I learned was that they didn't, they didn't stop. The feelings never stopped. What happened was I stopped perceiving them, but they were still happening. So mm -hmm. they were like then backlogged in my yes. body. And then I had to clear it out. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And and you also talk about, you know, I think some of us are more deeply feeling souls than others. And I really saw my sensitivity as a burden. But you say empathy is actually our superpower. I do see it as a blessing now, but I want to hear more um, from your perspective about how we can transform our thinking around that. Oh, I'm sensitive. This is terrible. This is horrible. No, it's your superpower. (laughs) Well, I think it's to realize that that programming, it's programming. It's, It's societal, familial programming, because when you're a person that really feels and perceives what happens is that you, you first of all, you open people's hearts by your mm-hmm. feeling. And yes. if people that don't want to open their hearts, they get really upset that you're trying to open their heart with your big old heart and your feelings. And they are like, no, I'm keeping mine closed right now. You know, So that's their choice, though. But that doesn't have to be something that you take personally. I yeah. learned this really great book. Um, one of my first spiritual books that I, I started learning and studying was The Four Agreements by Don Miguel mm-hmm. Ruiz. Mm-hmm. And one of the agreements is don't take anything personally. And for an empathic person, that is the most challenging agreement. Don't take any personally that was the hardest one for me it's so hard and why is it hard it's because we are capable of such empathy that sometimes we don't know where we stop and the other person starts we're so capable of shape-shifting and becoming the other person so i had this really powerful um medicine journey one time where um the medicine taught me showed me experientially what happens whenever i think about my mother up until that point, because this was a big teaching moment. And it showed me, I was in my bubble and I was happy and everything was great. And I had my little inner child on my lap and I was just like in bliss. And then I thought about my mom and my thoughts went out to my mom. And then all of a sudden I'm seeing like, you know, what I perceive to be like a wasteland and burned up trees and like anger and hostility and all this stuff. And all of a sudden I am that. Mm-hmm. And I get really down and depressed and I start going down into like, you know, this pit of despair feeling. And I was like, oh, this is awful. And then all of a sudden the medicine snapped me back into my bubble and said, you are always here. Stay here. Mm-hmm. Perceive mm-hmm. that, but stay in the bliss. This is where you are. You can here observe it, but not become it. Don't become it. Just, you know, so when, so to be a really good healer, a really good mentor is to be empathic to the place where you can actually just about become that other person, but stay anchored and grounded in who you are while you're doing it. Yes. I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this from your book because I love it so much. You said to make emotional perception, your superpower, you've got to learn how your emotions work. So you're comfortable with them. When you're comfortable with your emotions, people can relax about it too. When you explore your emotions, you'll get to know the difference between your stuff and others. As you allow yourself to feel the full range of your emotions, your inner resiliency increases as well as your capacity to hold space for others. Part of making your emotional perception powerful is becoming crystal clear about boundaries without with others. Without clear boundaries, you lose yourself in others as you tap into their fields and shapeshift into them. So yes, 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 yes. Discernment <laughs> and boundaries. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so this is another really difficult area for people who are highly sensitive. Boundaries. 
And, uh, you know, it's interesting. I went to like decades, like a couple decades of weekly psychotherapy sessions trying to fix myself because of this boundary issue. And, and they would always say, you have no boundaries. You have no boundaries. But they never told me how to get one. I was like, well, how, how do, do I get, get one, one of those things? Where do I go? How do I do it on Amazon? <laughs> can I just like install that thing? And actually, you can. This is the thing. I went to, when I went to the Four Winds Light Body School, and this is one of the things I teach my clients and students because I'm like, this is very helpful, you know, is that we, we learned how to open what's called the Wirakocha, which is our sacred energy field. So there's actually like um, an eighth chakra above your head and you can open that thing down around you like a bubble. And when you're in that thing, once you do it, you're like, oh, okay, that's me. Okay. And then you close it back up and then you can do this really cool thing where you, um, you open your word culture around another person and mm-hmm. you get to feel them inside your energy. And then when you take it off, you know even more about who you are and then they can do it to you. And when they put their energy around you and then they take it off, you're like, oh, okay. So like, that's you and this is me. Okay. So you, it's just, it's so helpful to have this kind of experience. You know, it's experiential for us. We're feelers. We're not like, you can't just like tell us to cognitively from the brain create a boundary we don't know what that means we're feelers we have to feel it you know we have to experience experience ourselves absolutely (laughs) oh my gosh it's so helpful now so helpful to have this awareness boundaries and knowing ourselves is critical to our transformation that's something you say and if we're here to transform the world we first have to transform ourselves yeah well we you know if you're you know, we have to get clear. So part of this creating the boundary is to get clear about what's me and what's the rest of the world. And then once you know what's me, it's like, okay, then I'm going to, I'm going to clear up what's me. And even inside your bubble of what's me is like a whole lot of stuff that you inherited. So then you get to decide, does that make sense or not? So I've done a lot of work with ancestral healing and, you know, healing my own self from all the stories I created about myself, which become like sort of um, webs around you, like a spider weaves a web. So Mm -hmm. our stories create webs around ourselves. That's all the construction too. So then we got to, you know, look at that and clear that all out of the way (laughs) to get to something in the now, like, okay, what's true right now? Who am I without all of that extra stuff? And the more you can get into that space of the now with the clear frequency of who you are, then you can become very effective in creating change in the world because you're operating from like a healed space, a, a whole empowered, space. An empowered space, an authentic yeah. empowered space. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's what we're all about here at Empower Radio, claiming our true power. So I know for sure before I really decided to claim my true power, set that intention and do that work, I was swept along. I think a lot of people are with well, we this all whole mass consciousness thing. <laughs> so I think, oh man, um, really starting to know that I need boundaries and um, put myself in that bubble that you speak of and line up with that uh, higher power. This is how we can tune in to receive direct guidance, right? We can it's, tune into like K God or White Eagle or um, that higher energy is available to us, but we have to kind of create that bubble and space to be able to receive that. Is that right? Yes. Well, you know, and the goal is not to avoid the human experience, right? So 
um, you know, a lot of light workers will talk about, well, I'm just going to meditate and I'm just going to focus on me and I'm going to ignore all that stuff going on out there. And that's not really it either. Like we're not here to just ignore all the stuff, but we're not here to take it on either in terms of like becoming all that and getting burdened right. by it. So there is this, there is this, um, balanced walk, you know, there's this balanced walk. So like, for example, I'll look at social media. And I realize I'm very aware that as I look at social media to see like the lay of the land and how people are thinking in my tribe and I'm looking at that, I'm, I am perceiving that energy and it creates some feeling of density within me. It creates some anger, hate or whatever. I pick up on all these things that are going on out there, the frustrations and all of that. Mm -hmm. And then after about an hour of that, I can feel very dense and heavy, right? <laughs> I got like, oh, you know, like I just got slimed. Now it's like to go back inside and say, okay, what's here for me? What's not mine that I might've taken on? What was a resonance with me that now I need to take a closer look at? Because it did show up in my reality. It did hook my attention. So there is something inside of me that's resonant with that. That's the piece I can heal. And as I heal that piece within me, because I am the whole ocean in a drop, as Rumi says, I am not yeah. just a drop in the ocean. I am the whole ocean in a drop. As I now heal within myself, that thing that resonated and got hooked in tension with that thing that got, you know, made me feel dense. Now I heal that. I heal that within myself. And then I uplift everybody by healing that within myself. Absolutely. So, you know, cause we're always radiating our photon packages of light with everything we've healed inside of our bubble. That's radiating out all the time. It's an invitation to other people that they can say, yes, I, I would like some of that. Thank you. You know, like, or no, and that's okay too. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they don't want it. Maybe they're like, I like that program that you just invented inside of yourself. I want some of that, you know, and they'll, they get the, the vibe of it, you know, and then they can adopt it themselves. Yes. So I talk a lot about living the cosmic love affair and this dance with the divine. So I loved reading this in your book. You say, when you reclaim your innocence, you co-create your life with the great spirit, much like children co-create their games. The essential nature of the cosmic dance is much the same as children playing in the flow with one another. You lead from inspiration and then you're led from inspiration. Your inspiration delights others who come along and then others' inspiration delights you and you come along. The river never stops flowing. The cosmic dance continues all around you. <sighs> yeah, that's how I want to live. That's how Me I too. <laughs> <laughs> you are as well. So I love that you are teaching so wonderfully and powerfully by example. Well, and I want to say, you know, this is a learning journey. We're all on this journey. So that is my, what I would say, my positive pole. You know, that's my, that's, that's my human design. And that's where I'm meant to be in, in my essence, in my greatest expression is right there in that play. And then what's my shadow? My shadow is, you know, seriousness. I have a seriousness shadow. And whenever the seriousness shadow comes out, I go, oh, there's the seriousness. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm in my shadow. I'm in my shadow. I believe that this is all very serious and I need to take it very serious. I need to do something very seriously about this and there's no time to play. And then I have to remember, wait a second. Okay. My, my greatest gift is my play. My greatest gift is being in the dance of the divine that yes. knows that all of this is a ruse. Oh, okay. And so it's that dance. So we play, we play in the shadow and we play in the light and we dance back and forth, back and forth. So it's not about avoiding anything. It's about embracing it all. 
Yeah. And I think just, again, you know, I think that's so wonderful what you're sharing is that awareness, you know, because we all have those challenges or struggles or shadow, but when we can be aware and observe more with like interest or wonder or compassion, it, uh, it seems like it's a lot less painful. It's a lot less painful. And we have so many tools right now to discover ourselves that give us greater awareness. So, so like even what I just shared, that's a gene keys thing, you know? So like I went and got my gene keys and I saw, oh, I play with seriousness and with play and magic. So like I dance, that's the dance I'm in. And so each of us has an innate design that we're here to explore. And so when you learn the innate design that you're here to explore, it makes sense why you feel serious all the time if that's your game, you know, like you're like, oh, I'm in the seriousness game. Okay. And, you know, everybody has a different game. So like once you have the upper level awareness of the game that you're innately designed to play here, then it makes it a lot less frustrating and way more empowered to dance that dance. Absolutely. And I feel like as I've found my um, shape, if you will, it continues to refine. It continues to refine. It continues to refine. It's like it's going to the buffet constantly. It's like going (laughs) shopping and trying on different things. And it's like, well, this was fun for a while and now it's not fun anymore. And so now I'm going to shift and morph and evolve into the next best version of myself. And uh, it's not a stagnant thing. It's like you talk about the river. It's a constantly flowing process. Yeah. And I think that we, you know, it's natural for the temporary aspects of self to want to cling to the banks of the river, you know, like grab anything to make it stop, you know, Mm -hmm. and make and cozy on up into a little nook, you know, so it's, it's totally uh, understandable. That's an aspect of self. And so I feel like the inner work is to notice when we're clinging to a branch and trying to, you know, stay in place or try to stay stuck on something righteously. And then, you know, all that, and to just loosen that up a little bit, because there's usually something even better on the other side of letting go and going down the river. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I would like to hear from you, Carrie, what are some of the things that you do to, um, care for yourself, self-care practices or spiritual disciplines? What are some things you do to really keep yourself shored up and in alignment and flowing? Well, I I meditate every day. I uh, take time to pray. I open sacred space. I start my day opening sacred space, which to me is is uh, calling on the four directions, calling on all the earth allies, the stars, the sun, and the moon above, calling on the great spirit, and and I do that to welcome all the support because I want all of the support. I want all of the help that I could possibly receive every single day because I love it, and <laughs> and then I give myself you know some beautiful nurturing green smoothie, you know, like I just, I nurture it and I'm like, thank you, spinach for going into my, my body. Thank you, you know, mango or whatever I put in there. And I thank you for this beautiful gift. And then I bring myself into gratitude because, you know, mm. and my journey, um, I've gotten mired down in places where I, where I wasn't feeling grateful or I was feeling like this is such a chore. And, you know, then I miss out on the beauty. And I, I got to say, you know, <laughs> my early parenting was a little bit like that because I wasn't woke yet. You know, I was like, oh, I'm trying to make this all perfect. And this is so rigid and it's such a chore and it's so much work. And, and I was focused on that instead of like, wow, what a gift this is. And so looking back now from this vantage point, I get like, moments of verklempt, like, oh man, I wish I could have really realized it then, but I didn't realize it then, I realize it now. So I I try to remind myself of that on a daily basis. Like this is not a chore. This is a gift. This is a gift. It's a gift. And I just keep reminding myself to be grateful. Yes. Gratitude has been such an important and valuable key. I don't know if there's any way of getting to that higher level without 
starting to really practice and play with that. And and I'm like you, I, I want to keep lightening up and have compassion for the the me that didn't know what she now knows. Um, and I love what you're saying. Feed your soul, feed your body and gratitude. That's what I heard you say. If you want to break it down. <laughs> yeah. Feed, I feed myself with gratitude and I, and I have compassion for myself. You know, I'll often like put a hand over my heart, a hand over my belly and just take a deep breath and say, I'm right here with you. I'm right here with me. All of us. I'm right here. I'm not going anywhere. And then I'll bring in white Eagle and I'll be like, okay, white Eagle, I know you like coming out on these calls, but where are you right now? You know, and like, and I'll bring white Eagle in to just give myself that higher level love, that unconditional love for this experience. And then that reminds me, oh yeah, it's not a chore. It's I'm grateful for this. Yeah. That's what I tell myself a lot. Lighten up. It's supposed to be fun. Let's enjoy the <laughs> yeah. journey. Let's have some more fun. I love that. Okay. We only have like a minute and a half left, Carrie. Tell people how they can get a copy of your book, how they can get a hold of you, how they can learn about your liberation experience. Tell, tell us how we can find you. Yeah, well, I would love for people to reach out to my website, www.carriehummingbird.com. That's K-E-R-R-I, hummingbird.com. And on there, you can find links to my books on Amazon, The Second Wave and Awakening to Me. You can find information about the Liberation Series, which was a really fun download about four weeks ago. It's been going on for a while. It's just so much fun. So many liberations to be had. And of course, Butterfly Circle and all of that. So, um, And I, I offer a free discovery course. Call. So I welcome anybody who feels inspired, you know, to set up a call with me and let's just have a talk and see where you're at and see if there's a match and if there's anything fun we can create together. Cause I'm all about that. <laughs> I am too. I think that's why I love you. I love you too. Fun. The fun factor is high. The fun it's factor very is high. high. Yeah. We like to play. We like to dance and play and have that cosmic co-creation love affair. Cause that's why I think we're ultimately here. Remembering the truth of who we are. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie, for saying yes to this conversation. Thank you to my listeners for hanging out with us. Get in touch with her. Grab a copy of her book. I know you're going to be inspired and uplifted like I was. And we want to hear from you. You're on social media, right, Carrie? Yes, I am. All the platforms. All the platforms. So, yeah, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Find me, uh, Journey to Center on Facebook. And uh, let's continue the conversation. Let's continue to dance and ascend and play and celebrate and remember the truth of who we are. So God bless you. Take good, gentle, loving, compassionate care of yourself and know you're in our hearts and prayers. Onward and upward. Bye for now.